we watch vampire movies. Yay! This episode is dedicated to the memory of Chadwick Boseman. And we're on. We're on. We're on. Hello. 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 It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, because sometimes people who do podcasts get um, quarantine fatigue and they don't want to leave their beds for a week. That's, that. this is also true. And then those people also have uh, birthdays. They have birthdays. So they just, they get busy. Even podcasters get, get the blues. Bir- even podcasts get get the get the blues and birthdays and birthdays so they um they decide to skip over a week the podcast so. oh, oh, a week or so yeah but we're and, back but we're back and we're back and uh this is we watch vampire movies we watch vampire movies we watch vampire movies where we watch vampire movies yes and i am annie and that one is dan this one's dan and um what did we watch today Daniel? we watched blade blade, blade. Okay, it was so fucking good. I had never seen Blade, and I'm so surprised. Like, I guess it's just because it was kind of before me. Like, when right. this came out, I was like, um, what was it? Uh, was it 98? I was, God, I'm gonna make you feel old. Are it's you ready? fine. I don't care. Um, I was, I was four. Whatever. <laughs> I was four, and this was rated R. So, you, there's no chance you were going to see it. I mean, it's, for, it's just something that maybe my dad has seen it, but it's certainly not a movie my mom would be into. Right. So it was just something I never would have seen Would have ex- been mm. exposed to anyway. I kind of vaguely knew about it. Um, and I'm really surprised that this is my first time seeing it. And it was great. Give him the spiel, Dan. Give him the spiel. So Blade... Um, is from 1998, mm-hmm. starring uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. And it is about a, a vampire hunter who is, uh, I would say, half vampire. He is, um, he has their strength, he, he has their healing ability, uh, he has, as they say in the movie, all their strengths but none of their weaknesses, except mm-hmm. he does have the thirst for blood. Um, and he hunts vampires with the help of his uh, surrogate father, Whistler. Trusty sidekick. Uh, played by Chris Christopherson. Who uh, oh, I thought at first glance was Jeff, Jeff Bridges. But I, instead it's the guy who wrote Bobby McGee. It's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the help of uh, a hematologist uh, Karen Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's basically... They, it's, he's already, he's already established, he's, he's here to kill vampires, um, and the vampires are basically up to something, and that's the basic premise. Uh, the start of this movie is fucking... Well, his motives are that, it's like revenge. Revenge. It's revenge for, for even existing, Mm -hmm. because he has, he has a lot of, of, of self-hatred for the vampire part of him. Well, and also the way that he is, the way it... Why it is the way that he is is that um, he was technically born, but it was because he was born from a woman who had been bitten by a vampire, mm-hmm. and and she was bitten. It looks like right as she was about to go into labor. So mm-hmm. he, so it wasn't, and this is something we theorize later because in this universe there are born vampires and there are turned vampires mm-hmm. and it's it's never stated exactly how a there's born a vampire is, thing going right on, exactly yeah. but there's but there's no it's never really said 
how a born vampire is made. And it could be that they they just they bite a pregnant woman and then the baby is born a vampire. But mm-hmm. because Blade was born right before mm-hmm. uh, he was born, he didn't go undergo the full transformation. Right, yeah. At least that's what that's sort of what they allude to. Good inference. Yeah. But this thing, it starts with a bang with this uh, blood rave. In the in this meat factor or this literally meat a blood rave. Yeah, it's like this. It's like this meat freezer. Uh, this 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 hopeless '90s dude is is you know being taken to this uh, underground party by Got this picked up by yeah. this vampire chick. Yeah, she takes him to like this. It, at first, it seems like it's really cool, like this kind of secret underground like rave under a under a meat market yep. freezer. And first, uh, little by little, you realize, oh, all these people are looking at him kind of funny. Or, oh, um, the energy in this is, this, like, little by little, just like a little shot. It gets, kinda, it gets you like... You see, like, it's it's communicated, like, oh, these aren't normal people. Like, there's and something like, and going like there, on. And there's, there's and little by little, it gets more aggressive towards mm-hmm. him until it culminates when he realizes that, like he gets, he feels a drop of There's something blood on his dripping hand. from the ceiling. And then that's when, and I love the shot when uh-huh. the DJ like lifts his hands up and the light hits the thing behind him and he says bloodbath. And that's when the sprinkler system turns on and it's and it's shooting out blood. Mm-hmm. And the vampires Are go going crazy. Going crazy. They fucking love it. And it's such a cool. 90s idea for what like yeah, vampire like the, the yeah. rave thing, it's like the 90s the version of the lost boys or something yeah like, i mean that that's like i think that this has a also aged very well because we you know this is almost 30 you know 25 25-ish years later um that um Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so now we it can, ages well. Like, well, I mean, we can identify now, like all those '90s aesthetics, right? They're, right. Like the, there are those girls, like with the the Spice Girls hair, mm-hmm. and like the we were talking about those shoes, like those yeah. big chunky yeah, yeah, shoes yeah. in the fashion, like those things that we can identify now. It's become like a an like a '90s aesthetic, aesthetic. thing. Yeah. And but the I, the way the movie flows though. Well, is, there's that camp to it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think. Uh, it's age like nicely like in 1998 this was probably like a regular badass movie and it was great then but yeah. now it's like the way that it's aged adds even more to it i think so yeah mm-hmm. but then yeah so this guy he's he's surrounded you realize he's surrounded by vampires that's when they turn on him and they start like shoving him and kicking him on the ground and that's mm-hmm. and he tries to get away from them mm-hmm. and right as the sprinklers turn off he we come across blade blade showed up and mm-hmm. And he proceeds to kick the ever-loving asses out of some vampires. In an awesome introductory scene, we get to see him use his guns, we get to use him use his fists, uh, use his sword, which is awesome, uh, one of his awesome things, and his glaive, which is that spinning, like, like throwing thing. It's like a ninja star kind of. Or it's like, like yeah, but yeah. like it's or but sort of like a boomerang because it comes back. There's that scene where he's like in that round room and it goes circular. around that big room and cuts up the vampires, yeah. um, and then now we're also introduced. Total during... weapon, total weapon porn. Yeah, this it whole is. Movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's a, it's an interesting use of them, um, and he. It's we're sort of introduced to our lead villain, who's Deacon Frost, Stephen Dorff, 
uh, we, we we see him in passing in the scene and we also see um his love interest uh mercury who i forget what that what that woman's name is but is that the, like, she's the, the model the russian model yes lady. Yeah. and then and then we also introduced to quinn who is uh donald logue who is this um good old just, boy like good Shitty. old boy stoner vampire like so who funny. who is like yeah just uh it's fun to watch him get repeatedly like just and the movie's totally by, by aware him. of that it's yeah. totally on purpose and i love it yeah it's great so yeah especially just watching wesley snipes beat up this good old boy this, like this shitty white guy this, this white trash vampire yeah. mm-hmm. um and he sets him on fire and everything um, cuts off his arms repeatedly yep and then uh it's when quinn's body which has been burned up is taken to the hospital or i guess the morgue is when we meet karen who is our uh like he's she's really our pov character mm-hmm. in the movie because she's the one who's not familiar with this world Mm-hmm. And so she's learning about it as we are. Mm-hmm. Um uh but uh her her Good ex writing. her ex boyfriend uh Curtis. Curtis he uh he gets uh taken out by this not completely dead Quinn and then Quinn bites her but as he's biting her Blade shows up to rescue you know to finish him off and then and eventually rescue her. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's that awesome moment when the cops show up and shoot at him and he's like he's like they're shooting at him when there's this like burned crispy dead dude running around and he's just like are you out of your damn mind yeah. there's there's god there's so many things i want to say about this that i'm getting kind of overwhelmed right. like as we're going but um do you want to go through the whole thing or do you do you, like do you want to do spoilers or just, do you well, wanna... let's just say spoilers because I don't want to go piece by piece because there's just so much to talk about mm-hmm. that um but one thing I want to talk about is that this is a comic book movie yeah and Stanley did he produce it he, he's one of the producers um it was it was around the time when uh it was this was this was the first um big budget marvel movie after Howard the Duck. <laughs> so this was a follow-up to Howard, to Howard the Duck. Yes, the first the first big budget Marvel movie was Howard the Duck, and then it took. Wait, it was like I have never seen Howard the. You don't need duck. to. It's fucking Wait. awful. It's, that's it's, one of Richard's favorite movies. Uh, no, it isn't. That, that, that's what he it, said. It, he, he, he says it. He says that to be like you know a hipster. Asshole. Yeah, to be an asshole. Yeah. But no, he's no, but um so this is like the first big uh big budget blockbuster proper superhero, proper superhero yeah. movie based on Marvel Comics. Um it's badass. Yeah, it is uh based upon the character of Blade who's created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan, uh for Tomb of Dracula, which was actually an ongoing series that Marvel had in uh the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um and it was basically just their their horror book and so and Dracula was one of the main characters include in a lot of uh, they had he had a, a never ending list of vampire hunters going after him and then Marvel Wolfman and Gene Coleman were like we need a, we need somebody to stick with we need somebody that's going to come back and be our be the protagonist to fight the vampires to fight Dracula and that's when they came up with Blade they came up with Blade and they came up with Whistler. 
as as this as this duo to. And who uh, to, who wrote, to who wrote it? Who like who was the creator? Mar, Mar, Marv Wolfman uh, was mm-hmm. the was the was the writer for it, and uh, Gene Coleman was the artist who who was uh, drawing the book. And they're also involved in the production of. I mean, right. I think the, and they they list them as credit as as um, based on the Marvel comics by uh, them, by right. them, yeah. But they weren't like involved. They weren't involved. Okay. No, no. Uh, but uh, so. But they did a damn good job. But, this, but yeah, it's an awesome character, and it's it's so satisfying seeing this this really this, this really powerful, but also really interesting character. Like all like great Marvel characters, he has pathos. He has you know feet of clay. He has he has things that are, um, you know painful for him that mm-hmm. that he struggles with you mm-hmm. know and one of those things is his own nature he struggles with the his whole vampire side mm-hmm. you know which i guess that's something we can talk about is the the nature of vampires mm-hmm. in this universe is what i like so usually i'm more of a fan i think you are too of like the mystical vampire you know the the you know the creature of the night the the one that could transform into a bat and so on so usually i'm really like I'm okay with it, and it can be really interesting, but I'm usually kind of meh in regards to like the like the the vampire society where they have all these rules and these clans and they're this and they're that and all this organization and um you know their secrecy whatever and I understand how it can be interesting, but usually I'm rather neutral towards it right. I actually really liked it in this film see i i I think a part of i I agree and mm-hmm. i i really I absolutely agree with everything you just said because mm-hmm. most of the time when it's like oh we've got this stratified thing with with you know and they got with this organization they have schools don't give me a starter about vampire schools vampire academy ah! so anyway. So, but anyway, I but I really like it in this one. I think part of it is, it just feels very thought out. Like, okay, if and one of the things that I like is, and it's it's just a throwaway line, but uh, Whistler calls the vampires hominis nocturna, which basically you know like you know nightman, mm-hmm. and I like the idea of like they're as old as humanity is, mm-hmm. you know, and so they are this this offshoot of humanity. You know, and so it's like okay, that's a and that, but they created this their own like they have their own separate culture, mm-hmm. you know, their own separate Bible. They have and yeah, right. and then I like the idea that in order to live successfully in the modern age, you know, and who knows for how many years they've made backdoor deals with politicians and kings and governments and stuff. Like they, they have they own their the, fingers and everything. They have they own the police, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh wow, that's property, that, everything. That's also sinister that's real sinister too. It is. Like, like alter your yeah. you know and like Illuminati or something. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and it also to me it helps make sense of the fact that like how can you know, how can the existence of these things last for this many years without the world knowing? It's like, well, if you own the people who, you know, like make the laws and make the yeah. rules and can cover shit up. Yeah. They can, you know, rise into power, which is like I think that's one of the things I really like is that everything vampire is corrupt and awful and that's like the the, the nature that Blade is contending with. And I feel like that mm-hmm. also to me solidifies the idea that like of course he's repelled by that part of himself because it's like it's it's predatory and like I don't know. A lot of the stuff that the vampires say is just real kind of 
it's real gross. It's real uh, uh, like abrasive. They're very predatory. Predatory um, in all ways. You were even talking about that scene when they kill the the, the piece of shit cop guy. Mm-hmm. He like comes to say like I failed my mission or he got away whatever, and then the he he's like a crony like a familiar or whatever, and he goes up to uh, Dean Frost like our our bad guy vampire. And, of course, uh, Dean's not having it, and he rips his throat out and throws him into the fancy pool, whatever. And, like, his hot model girlfriend, uh, like, they start going at it, and it's, like, not hot at all. Yeah, it's... It's It's really gross. Like, their tongues and, like, there's, like, blood smeared all over each other's faces, and they're, like, sucking on each other's tongues. And I'm like, ew, that's not even attractive in a weird way. I know, and I, 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 to me, I I appreciate that, is Mm -hmm. that, like, they, is... To me, even though, like, you know, uh, Stephen Dorff and that actor, actresses are, like, they're attractive people, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's playing with the idea of the sexy vampire, but they're not sexy. They're these gross things. Even, mm-hmm. even uh, the, the, the actress that they got to play his mother, who, spoilers, later comes back and is revealed to be a vampire who yeah. has been alive this whole time because he thought she had died. And Dean, the head honcho, has actually was the one who bit his mom while and he was pregnant and has been fucking her for the last 30 years. I know, yeah. So, But even her, like, who's this beautiful woman, mm-hmm. like, she be, she's still this creepy predatory creature. Yeah, like, all of her, like, all of that motherly, like, energy, like, uh, you would think that she'd be really emotional, you know, like, she sees him again. my son, and she's really, like, kind of not, like, she's almost, like, in a daze, like, um, and then, you know, at one point, like, her energy towards him is, like, really sexual, and it's really, and it's, it makes your skin crawl, and you realize that this is not his mom. Yeah, yeah, everything like, that was his mother's gone. This is not his mom, um, she, at this point, this is just the body of the woman, like, who carried him. Yeah. But this is, like, that woman who, you, who she was when she even gave birth to him is not there anymore. Exactly. Because she's been, I mean, the only word is brainwashed or changed, like, because yeah. of the environment that she's been in. And also, uh, Dean Frost, the freak. And just yeah. for, for, you know, and however many years. But maybe that's of, also of that. vampirism itself. Is that it changes, yeah, that it changes, changes you. you. Um, yeah. Because it seems like. Because we don't meet a single good vampire. No, we don't. Like, we don't. Like, even, okay, so at one point, uh, we think that we might, like, there's, like, a little girl, right? right. At the party. And, um, she's, like, young. She might be, like, 14. Yeah. And, um, we think, um, you know, Blade, like, uh, she's, like, spying on them or whatever when they're looking at the, uh, like, the vampire Bible, Bible. is, like, in this uh, special vault or whatever, and they break in, and, uh, he realizes that she's there, she can, um, he catches up to her, and, you know, he gives, he's gonna give her a chance, he's like, take me by the hand, you know, because we've seen that he, he is capable of doing good, he's, you know. Of course, yes. And, uh, you know, he saved, uh, he saved what's-her-face? Karen. Karen, saved yeah. Karen. And I was like, you know, take me by the hand, you know, like, giving her a chance, like, I'll get you out of here, like, she's a victim. And she fucking goes for his ass. And kicks him, kicks his, and kicks him, and yeah. yeah, real bad. You know, uh, fun fact about that, 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 uh, young lady? Was she also a martial arts badass? She was, yes. In fact, um, in fact, Wesley Snipes, uh, he went to, um, I guess you would call him his sensei, mm-hmm. and he was like, I want, I want to see your best students. 
and she was there and he's like she's perfect i want that one i want she's like she you know she has the skills and he also he said he uh he specifically wanted um wanted somebody that didn't look like they could be a a threat to him but really was Mm -hmm. and so it's like she's like she's got the skills and she also has the look that's like oh you wouldn't assume that she's a pretty little girl yeah she was like big innocent eyes yeah you know Another well, another thing I'd like I like to point out about this movie that especially watching it this time I was like I'm really noticing this is a very diverse cast. I fucking love it, Dan. There are so there are so I many different people I mean, I on on screen. It. It's already I mean just I mean we're gonna get into like the racial like meat and potatoes of this and mm-hmm. it's so it's so heavy. Yeah. Like I we're not gonna have we don't have enough fucking tape. We don't, <laughs> like we don't have the time to talk about how incredible this movie is um, in terms of like its racial representation because I mean, um, I mean th- this is it. This is great. Um, yeah. This uh, this movie is totally racially aware you mm-hmm. know everything that it does is on purpose uh it's it's just fantastic um you know like this this strong brave incredibly capable very handsome black man kicking the living fucking daylight shit out of the shitty white you know um entitled nasty what you know vampire yeah. like shitty vamp vampires and i don't think no i don't he doesn't kill another black person he kills one other black Does person he? of note and it's it, it's uh in was it like um, one of the elders or no something? It, oh, uh, it's it no it was a uh there's a cop that I guess is he's one of the dirty cops that is trying to stop him when he's storming. It's right after Whistler is killed, mm-hmm. and it's such a storm. Or yeah, I haven't. This is the first time I've ever right, seen it. Right, right, exactly. But he's he's lying there, and he's basically, I'm, just, you know, don't kill me. I just work for them, and he, you know, okay. They, and then he, they show a cut of Whistler with the blood all over him, and he mm-hmm. shoots him. So it's like, you know, right? Yeah, just work for them, which is. You know, and then there's also a lot of play on, like, this idea that vampires think of themselves as the chosen race or the master race, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, they're... Some Nazis. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and Blade, you know, and his allies are Mm -hmm. firmly against that. And I like that he has a variety of different allies Mm -hmm. because he he has Whistler, who uh, is basically his adoptive father. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's, like, the, the person who... Was he was you know he was hunting vampires before found him found him and then you know trained him to to help him mm-hmm. you know and and, and also realized how special he was right yeah. and helped helped find the right people to help him suppress his need for blood mm-hmm. um, and he makes the weapons for Blade and mm-hmm. you know maintains the machines for Blade and stuff like mm-hmm. that and uh, but and the thing is I don't think the character has a name but uh, he's the herbalist that he goes to see. It's one scene, but I really like that it's there. It's the herbalist. He goes into the shop and he grabs the bottle, oh, and it's right. it's the essence of garlic, yeah. and it's another uh, black gentleman, mm-hmm. and but who's aware of their fight, who is uh, an ally in what they're doing, mm-hmm. and his his specialty is providing Blade with uh, what's necessary for a serum, and I imagine probably the garlic essence and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's like awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he also has Karen, 
Mm-hmm. He gains Karen as an ally. Karen is a great. I love a, Karen. Part of this, part I of this mean, movie. I, she has, just, I can only describe her as an incredibly intelligent personality. Yeah. Where like she's stoic. She doesn't. She's not necessarily expressive, but she's completely capable of taking care of her damn self. Yeah. She is determined. She's a scientist. She. She's not afraid. She tells us. She tells this motherfucker Dean when he's taunting her. She's like, even though I'm not sure at this point she really knows if she can, but she's like, I can cure myself. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Right. Like I can cure myself. Even when Whistler says you, you should probably just kill yourself now. She's like, no. You're right. Ta- you're talking, and her line is, "You're t- talking as if I'm already dead." No, I still have a chance. I'm gonna go for exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. Also. I love so much that there is like n- like no romantic intentions between those two between Karen, 90, no. 99 fucking percent of the time in every goddamn superhero thriller what the fuck ever you know the girl that gets like um wrong place wrong time whatever gets wrapped up into gets, this gets wrapped yeah. up into this or gets saved or whatever they end up together but no not here not here they are just allies they're allies in and this fight and she's very supportive of him yep like she she realizes right away that like what he's doing is important and yeah. he needs somebody yeah and she's and and she and he doesn't have anyone and her mind is instantly at work with like well I'm I'm now these people are now aware of me. Mm-hmm. I I need to and, and these people are like she's aware of how horrible. Yeah, you know, they she are. makes and, the best of the situation. And she's like, all right, and I'm gonna does. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a part of this, a hundred percent, because like they basically say mm-hmm. like, look, they're gonna part. come for you, so like you can run, like mm-hmm. that's but like they're they're coming for you, yeah. and so she's like, all right, well then said, I'll fight, yeah. uh, you know, I'll be a part of the fight, and she. She brings a lot to the plate. She brings she brings the vampire cure. Yeah. Eventually, she brings the blood coagulant that explodes them, which is amazing. Yeah, it's her, like it's it's her it's experiment. Her, it's like it's her experiment, her knowledge you that know, ends that up br- saving the that day. Ends up saving fucking everybody, yeah. you know, from the vampire god yeah. asshole. And um, I think that's wonderful. You know, you know that's a wonderful feminist moment right no, where she's, she's, she's like this incredible you know intelligent educated black woman yeah who's strong and fantastic yeah she's yeah she's she's an amazing part of the movie mm-hmm. um and it's just it's yeah it's 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 such an asset to have um because snipes was a producer on one of the on, on uh, this movie and the, the later ones too um and he had his input Mm-hmm. And and I feel like um, we we are the beneficiary beneficiaries yeah, of absolutely. of that input just because yeah there's so many Absol- great fruitly. yeah um, but yeah but there's a lot there's all sorts of people there's all sorts of cool locations there's all sorts of cool like scene setups and a strange variety of the undead or of the vampires including there's also a zombie variation there's a zombie variation and and which is really gross and i remember when i saw that as a kid i was horrified were you really i was scared i was scared shitless scared that scene. Dan? when she when she goes down there it's, it's scary it's, it's intense it's, yeah and this this horrible thing that's retching and it's, like it's got an this horrible yet, like, yeah chamber. it's got this horrible voice you know and then it starts like growling and snarling at her kind of has a conscience but kind of does cousin doesn't yeah uh but pearl 
Uh-huh. The big gluttonous. Oh my god. Uh, so at one point, oh they god. they are, they chasing like a pizza dance, like actually like a pizza. They chase. They they are they're following this this corrupt cop, this this vampire familiar cop, uh, to this nightclub that has um, a lot of Japanese businessmen and like this this group, this pair of singers in like schoolgirl outfits and stuff. It's like a. Japanese club. It's like a club. Yeah. But in the back... Like a gentleman's club. Right, but in the back is where, like, they have this hidden, like, vampire vault mm-hmm. where they have a bunch of, like, servers. That's where the Book of Erebus ends up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's sort of caretaker is this, like, 700-pound, like, uh... It's just a gelatinous bl- blob mess. You can't vampire. even call it a person. It's, like... Uh, called it's just, Pearl. It, it's really disgusting. It's really disgusting. It it's and it's one of those things where there was I remember hearing about and other things in the script. There were other details like basically that would make you hate and this thing even more, which mm-hmm. I don't think you need much to hate it. Right. Because but the squealy it, voice. It's the, the squealy voice uh, and it's just horrifying. But it's this gluttonous vampire who just who's gotten so fat and it's and one of the things is that it's specifically like they would like like toss children to it and it would eat, it would eat but it, and so it got it got it fat just, on children. It just okay. So my it just kind of gave me flashbacks to like the first time that I saw Seven. Like every, I think everyone oh. remembers the first time they see Seven because I was in college, right? I was already in my twenties, and Seven kept me awake at night. Real creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I was completely unprepared for Seven, and, and like now I love it because I'm prepared for it. But like when you, you see Seven for the first time, it's pretty. I mean, it's a brutal fucking movie. And but that reminds me of like the first sin killing of like the the, 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 the gluttony, gluttony and yeah. the guy, and um, that's that's what. Sorry, side side note, but that's right. Very but that similar. yeah, but that shit was fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's through that through that interaction that we learn the like at least initially start learning about. What the plot of the villain is, which is to, um, and, and at times it's, and I think it's interesting because at different times they're saying different things about what it is, you know. But it's it's invoking or resurrecting or channeling this uh, blood god, this vampire god is called Lamagra, and it's written about in their their holy texts and stuff like that. But the texts have been like untranslatable for centuries mm-hmm. so but like they're using using computers uh they're able to translate it and it's this ceremony but i think it's even one of those things where like they're not even sure what it's going to do but frost is like i want this because it's you know it's power they will give me power yeah right and he ends up uh needing to take all the vampire council to this temple and getting blade there and using his blood to like enact this kind of blood magic ceremony um we get a scene where our uh one of our main pure blood vampires uh who's uh his name's i think in the movie his name is dragonetti but it's uh it's actor's name is udo kier and i uh he well one you mentioned this before uh, Udo. Udo Kier. Yeah, in terms of design, did he design? No, no, no. Udo, no. Udo Kier is, is is just the actor who played the dude who gets his teeth stripped out and he gets 
shown the shown the sunrise. Like mentioned those names before. Um, I mean, I will eventually because he well, he was in. Um, Is he a vampire guy? He he was it. Yeah, he's been a vampire a couple of times before, mm-hmm. including I think Dracula. I think he played Dracula in uh, Blood for Dracula or. Um, oh my god. Uh, pop art. Pop art. What pop tart? Pop, pop art. Pop art. What's pop art? Artist. Um. Um. Andy. Andy Warhol. Andy, Warhol. Andy Warhol's Dracula. And he was Dracula in Andy Warhol's Dracula. Andy Warhol made a Dracula. It's yeah, and he also made a Frankenstein movie, um, and Udo Kier is definitely in the Frankenstein one. If he's not in the Dracula one, I I misspoke, but uh, oh I know he's God. in. This is, let me just tell you. You're not going to like it. I mean, Andy Warhol all, already makes me like, ooh. He's kind of, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a controversial. Anyway, let's talk about Blade, yeah, okay. something We're, awesome. Let's talk about Blade. So, uh, the fight scenes in this are, are pretty badass. One of the things that I really love about this is that um, it's real people. It's real people, real stunts, real martial artists. Oh my god. A whole, and a great, again, with the, the diverse cast, a great variety of the of the martial artists in this movie. Yes. Is yeah, cuz there's there's all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Basically, you could be you could be any kind of person and Wesley Snipes will kick the shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't give a shit. He even like saves this little girl from like getting thrown into an ice cream stand and nearly getting hit by like an 18-wheeler and he just looks down at her and he's like go home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's he doesn't have the best bedside manner, but no, I think that it seems like that that show you that he he does care about people. He does he's care. not an asshole. Right. No, yeah, and that's the thing. Is like he he's stern and he's stoic, but he's and he's reserved, but he's not heartless, and that's one of the things that like there's a great scene where um Karen's taking a blood sample mm-hmm. and we learn that uh um Whistler has cancer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's, you know, he doesn't know if he has long, but I think one of the things that's really great about the relationship between Whistler and Blade is that there that is a fiction. acted. There's great affection. Really the scene that really, that really does it for me mm-hmm. is the first time we see Blade get his serum injection mm-hmm. and he's, he's in the chair, he's all strapped in and, um... Whistler, you know, sticks him in the neck, mm. and it's clearly very painful. And you know, he's oh, like yeah. his body's tensing up. Whistler's does not let go of his hand. Mm-hmm. They they they're they're holding each other's hand during this experience, mm-hmm. which is like that's an, um, that's a great. It's simple. It's subtle. They, they don't draw attention to it, powerful. but yeah. it's just like they 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 are in this together, a hundred percent. Like they they are they are with each other. It was very sad to me how you know. It says a lot about the of course, their relationship and also this character that um, Blade totally knows. Like, yeah, um, he's 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 not going to be a vampire. He's going to kill himself. This is the way that it should be, and it's very sad. But he doesn't cry. Like, there's like an, an immense sadness in his eyes where he's just very quiet. And he starts cleaning the blood from his wounds. As as Wister's talking, and he's... as Wister's talking, like just to make. You know, just a little more dignity, not it, to be completely covered in blood. Exactly. And he doesn't say goodbye, doesn't say nothing. He's, uh, I, th- I think he just, like, tells him, get out of here. Yeah, he tells, yeah, he tells him, just get, yeah, get, yeah just walk like, away, get just, out of just here. Just get out of yeah. here. And he's, like, not even out of the building, and you hear a shot, and 
I mean, that's it. Like, they both accept that this is the way that it has to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's his dignity as he goes out the way that he wants it to be done. Right. But it's it's really terrible. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's, I think it's, yeah, it's something that is, um, I think it's a great part. It's another great relationship mm-hmm. in this movie is mm-hmm. between Whistler and Blade. Um you don't even ask him. You have a lot of love for him, don't you? And it's like a really indirect, you know, response to where you know the answer is still yes. Oh, the answer, yeah. and especially the way he's looking over at him is mm-hmm. that like, and you know, and it's just yeah, it's he, he's he's the father he never had, yeah, you know, or I guess it's not even that. It's not the father he never had. It is his father. He is yeah, his father it. for all intents and purposes. This is my family. Yeah, exactly, um, and. I mean, there's kind of like almost a replacement there, right? Because originally we think that this revenge is motivated, you know, by the murder of his mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because there's a total flip there where we meet the mom. Like, there's there's that big reveal. And then, of course, um, it turns out that she's been, you know, I mean, turned, but she's changed. But then um, Whistler, this man who really has been his family that entire time does get properly murdered. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, um, you it's, know, it, it's, it, it's replacing the reason, the, it's, his, it's his motivation. The reason. It's yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not that you killed my mom because my mom has been gone for a really long time. It's that you killed my dad, my, my, dad, my real family. Yeah. Because it becomes clear that this woman is not, not my is, family. Is not my family. It never really has been. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's there's just yeah, there's so much. So to, intelligent. There's I'm just so much like, to ah, really I'm like, like gold, about it. gold, yeah. gold, like so many times. Yeah. Uh, this movie stands up in its originality. Yeah. I can't think of, um, a really a lot to compare it to, which I think is fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this, you said this was, um, this was pre Matrix. This is pre Matrix, mm-hmm. and yet we have um, there's some. Interesting similarities, because yeah. like there's aesthetically, well, aesthetically, because you know he's got you know he's in a long black trench coat and things like that. But he, you know, there's a scene where he leaps clear across mm-hmm. uh, a city street. Which the way is, that it's edited and shot. Um, there's also yeah. this is there's also bullet time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very briefly, but there is bullet time, bullet time. You know, and people moving faster than bullets in this movie. Um, so yeah, it is pre Matrix, mm-hmm. but I think it all. I think it's in a lot of ways it benefits from that, just because I feel like. You know, as we saw in Underworld, uh, that not everything benefits from from being a, a very direct uh, influence from no. from that. No. Yeah. So, because th- yeah, so I think this benefits from not being created after that era. Otherwise, I think it would be even more matrixy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, I just feel like I don't know why. I haven't, like, more people don't talk about Blade. That's something that, that does come up, because there's a lot of people, especially when Black... Like, this, this, when... Is, this is incredible, because especially since, you know, like, this, the terrible loss of Chad, Chadwick Boseman, of course, was that, um, you know, you know the, the representation of this strong black superhero man, I'm like, uh, I actually had no idea that, you know, because we, we chose this because of that, and I was like, why don't people talk about Blade? That's because, th- of course, like, um, you know, 
Black Panther is wonderful. It's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But then also this movie that was done 20 years beforehand, why, why are we still not talking about it today? That's a good question. I think, I think that's something that is brought up a lot, is a lot of times when, you know, at least online, when people are like, you know, what about Black, Black yeah. Panther is, you know, is, 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 you know this, this watershed movie. And I'm like, yes, it is. But let's not forget that Blade did it mm-hmm. for, not, not just for a black superhero. Mm-hmm. Just a successful, like, you know, blockbuster franchise-making mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. But also, it opened the door for superheroes to be in Hollywood, period. And Out, I think outside fantastic. of Batman and Superman. I think, let me just say, it's fantastic. I mean, I was laughing about the whole Howard the Duck thing. But that they chose, you know, this, this a black superhero and then also to be this racially i mean socially conscious and and you know but writing mm-hmm. is like so fantastic well, well something i will note is that prior to this the movie that wesley snipes was trying to get made mm-hmm. black panther they were trying to make black panther before in the 90s before Blade. he wow. and he wanted it because he because he was he was like i want i want to be i need to be i want to be king yeah. i want to be king t'challa and it was one of those things where they kept trying, they kept trying, but nobody would pick it up. And so then, um, because it was Chadwick's destiny, right? I think yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. But then, but then we have, uh, you know, New Line picked up the idea of doing Blade mm-hmm. uh, with Wesley Snipes attached. And Wesley Snipes was a bankable star, you know. And so they were like, okay, cool. So we'll, we'll lead with him. Um, and I think this was uh, Stephen Norrington. Uh, the guy who directed it, who I told you, he has a little cameo as one of the vamp, as of like a vampire that's like attacking a lady on a street corner or whatever. Um, this is either his first or second movie. Mm. Um, because uh, I think he did. He might have done like some of like the like it must have been. I think it might have been director of photography on Mortal Kombat. Right, that but, makes sense. Which fun, which is funny because actually when during the party with Deacon Frost's place, mm. um, on the TV. That the little girl's watching is uh, Mortal Kombat. Bruh. Yeah, so, don't you love that mise-en-scene stuff? I love that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, so like, um, yeah, I think, that, but I think this is, it's great that this is the, this is, this is the first movie that proved like, yeah, like this, this source material is viable. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you read the comic? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're they're Does it stand up. Like, they're, I mean, how's it different? They're, they're of its time, of their time, right. in terms of like the style of writing, which is there's there's a lot more text that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, they tend to trust the right artist a little more to like do some of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they tell they tell fun stories, um, and also people like Mark Wolfman have a big are big fans of like gothic horror. In fact. Um, which is perfect right yeah and they love and so yeah Blade was yeah was was kind of spawned as you know as, he was part of that tradition mm-hmm. um, although I'm glad that they because this look for him mm-hmm. um, is completely different than what he looked like in the comics like this yeah. this kind of cool streamline like black armor black trench coat that kind of thing like um, like he had all those weapons but like it was it was more uh, he was dressed more like he was just to blend in with regular person it was just like a just like a jacket you know and stuff but he would hide like incognito it was more incognito uh which you did point out Mm -hmm. that like this dude with all this armor and stuff is is just punching a cop city who's just like beating the shit out of a cop in in broad daylight 
or he like he walks up to a vampire like club to this bouncer and i'm like how can i not see that they're clearly he's here to kill us he's here (laughs) he's here to just yeah to own you to destroy us all and they're just like you can't get in without an invite yeah yeah well which to me that (laughs) was this guy can kick your ass let him fucking in but what that is from for it's not i don't know this for a fact i should Mm -hmm. i should probably listen to the commentary but what that is to me is a fun little wink on the vampires need to be invited in. Yes. And wow, so, that's clever. And so it's like you need to be invited in and he kind of just looks at this guy and kind of smiles. He has a lot of great looks. He has so many great looks. There's some great lines. Like the subtle humor of mm-hmm. all of this goes hand in hand with, I think, uh, how racially conscious it is. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, like he, he chops... The, he chops what's his face in half right after he's already invoked the god yeah and, he's... and like there's this you know like there's this slow-mo like you know blood and it's congealing and his body's coming back together after it's been sliced and like he he he, he just turns around and looks over his shoulder and without any audio you see him go what the fuck <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Like and it's that's so great because that's what everyone in the theater is doing. All exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, oh, yeah. Or um, you know, like uh, when the cop that he's beating up is like giving him a lot of shit and like lie after lie after lie, he pulls this face that's just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, man, you really think I'm gonna take this bullshit? I beat your ass again. Yeah. Like keep lying, keep lying. Yeah. This. And even yeah. after he tells him the truth, he continues to beat the shit out of him. He's like, man, I told you it's in the freezer. Punch, punch, punch. I told you it's in the freezer. He opens the freezer. Hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Because it's in here. Get out of here. Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah. There's a lot of. I don't know, but there's also there's also just a lot of like another cool like interesting and like subtle scenes like one of the ones that even like had you kind of like talking out is the the scene when Karen is heading home after yeah. you know she's been told like they're everywhere watch out yeah and she she's about to get on the elevator and she looks on the necks of the two people in front of her on the elevator those little tattoos or before they get on the yeah. other and they have these little tattoos and she's like oh boy. And she gets on there, and I just love how it's shot, where it's 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 face on Karen, mm-hmm. and the two people are just looking directly at her, like with mm-hmm. like these death glares, and it's one. But of those, she can feel it. She, she can knows. feel it. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, don't get on the elevator. <laughs> Who the fuck gets she's, on the I elevator? She's, I mean, but like you said, she's very self-assured. Yeah. She's very like you know she she. She's very much. I got this. She's she's very much. I got this. You know, and but yeah, like yeah, I just I like the. Uh, also, clever writing. So when he first saves her from the hospital, her shoulder gets lo- gets dislocated, dislocated, and he fixes it. And then later, when he needs her help, she... she's the one to fix his dislocation. Oh no! Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's, it's this it's this it, and that's what that's what to me is really great about her her role in the film is not like a t- tacked on. It's not no. like just an, an additional thing. Like no, like. Without her, she's things, not useless. Th- things don't because go because at the it. very beginning, remember where she she's like, "No, I'm fucking coming with you. Like staying with you is the only you know way that I can save myself." Right. And he's like, "You're useless." She is not useless. No, she without yeah. her, everything would be fucked because yeah, you know it's her serum that kills the guy in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it, that's 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 the thing. Yeah, is is he's is it's. So good. Yeah, man. it's really fantastic. So good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, keep going. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Um, just go. Okay. So I guess it's on. Uh, still on. Let's, let's let's talk a bit about the the vampires in it. So, mm-hmm. um, as far as vulnerabilities and stuff like that, they have like traditional stuff like daylight. Yeah. Which some of them, and it seems like it's mostly the turned ones, are able to put on this like, like, ultra sunblock. It's like it's almost like a second skin. Yeah, like super Because he looks extra pasty, but they're able to be outside in daylight, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, so there's that, but um, there's daylight. Uh, Garlic still works. Uh, They use silver in this. this. Which is usually a wolf weakness. Right, but the thing is, is is the werewolf lore, uh, especially with silver, Mm -hmm. was made up in the 40s. Oh, so that's a movie thing. It's a movie thing. Okay. Yeah, and then that, but that went into the comics. Mm -hmm. That went from the comics films again um it's but it's not the only one that uses silver as uh i mean even um van helsing yeah yeah that uses silver um but even they even call out in the movie a couple of like traditional things like at one point like when she's first learning that they're vampire hunters she's like what do you use you know stakes and crosses and he's like and whistler goes crosses don't do squat yeah don't do shit because there's always the scene where you lay down the rules Right, and, and the, but but I like how they laid out the rules, and I also like how later when right before they go to the club, uh, you know, uh, he's saying that like you know like all right like crash course in fighting vampires like you know crosses and running water, you know don't do anything you know mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta stake them you yeah. gotta hit them with light you gotta do you gotta do these things to them, um, I, I don't know it's just a cool way to let, let lay down the rules, but also Wesley Snipes. Um, I don't know. He gets to he gets to say cool lines yeah, along with us, yeah. you know. Um, which one I don't think you fully heard. It's right before he kicks the last serum thing or or uh, coagulant like into right into, his into his forehead. He, it's this line that apparently he said on he said on set when they did I think a table read and they were learning about each other's characters and they and, kept it didn't they? And he and what he said about uh, Stephen Dorff's character, he's like he's like. That guy sounds like you know. It sounds like somebody who's trying to ice skate uphill, and so then they're like, "Oh man, that's cool." And so, so in the movie, he says, "Some motherfuckers always be trying to ice skate uphill," which is basically like you're trying to you, like, you, no, you, not you, getting anywhere you're, with you're not getting you're not gonna get anywhere. You know, you're working so hard for something that's impossible. I really and, like and that. And I'm like, I like, yeah. I just, it's a cool way of saying it, and they kept it in the movie because they're like oh man that suits the character and it's a cool line and mm-hmm. it's, it's unique um i fucking love it yeah. um uh but yeah that last fight scene is incredible mm-hmm. i just I, I guess that's when he it's the first so one of the things that i think is i should talk about is, go, Dan, go. is blood 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 is blood is very important in any vampire story and that's why i think not only is this i think a good superhero movie I think it's a good vampire movie. Yeah, agreed. I think because it, there is a cost to blood. Mm-hmm. Blood the the drinking of blood to be a vampire is not washed over ever. It is mm-hmm. not seen as a victimless thing. Um even though we do see the kind of modern vampire classic of the blood bank yeah. where like the cops running stuff from the blood bank, but we still see vampires feeding on people and we still see them as like they are predators mm-hmm. on people. Um, and I think it's important and I think it's great that throughout this move, most of this movie, um, Blade is 
is suppressing his hunger uh, with a serum. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not clear exactly what the serum, what's in the serum, but something it's, that Whistler has been working on. Right, Whistler and the the herbalist. Yeah. Have been mm-hmm. have been have been put to have put together, but the problem is is that he keeps needing a stronger dose every time because he's building an immunity, which is like, okay, that makes sense, you know, from like a medical standpoint, like, mm-hmm. like if you think like antibiotics, yeah, right, like eventually yeah, they yeah, stop yeah. working. Um, and so he, he can't suppress his need to feed, but like, that's one of the things where it seems like, uh, feeding on blood, just it, it, the whole, the, even the act changes you. And, mm-hmm. and like, I think, that's something that in the movie he reflects with just an an, ama- an incredible amount of shame. Well, it's also like uh, we we've seen this before, like being an addict. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So like he because yeah like he how was, far will we how will you go how far you go your character to and, get yeah. whatever you need yeah and apparently yeah he was like apparently like fourteen years old when he and he had only just started having the hunger yeah he was like when he said when puberty kicked in yeah and so then he was like he was feeding off of like homeless people um but thankfully uh Whistler stopped it and um the but still like the need that that the hunger is one of those one of those things one of those things that a uh, uh, deacon tries to push him into is like oh like embrace your vampire side and at one point he says the human side makes you weak and all this shit and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. but it's one of those things where he at the very end he need, he's 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 been drained of a bunch of blood. He's weak. He doesn't have a serum, and so Karen, you know, does the the badass noble thing, mm-hmm. and is like, listen, you need to feed on me and and beat the shit out of these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. And so she does, you know. And even that, that's the that's the most I'd say like erotic or like sexual moment. It's very sexual. What was is him feeding on her? Um... But and, even but it's it's hard for her like it's hard to watch too because it even though it may be sexual it's like, not it, it's very it's, painful it's still painful and it's and and it's and even she's and, making like these choking sounds yep. like it's painful for her she's even tell, trying to tell him to stop, stop but she can't even get it out and yeah and then when he finally finishes out he you know. He, you know, he lets out this scream and stuff, and it's like almost like tosses her aside. Yeah, because it, it's it, not it, really him. And he, right, exactly. Yeah, and it's just it's taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that fills him with the the, the energy he needs mm-hmm. to uh, to kick the shit. And I love the end of the Quinn vampire, uh, you know, cycle with Quinn's mm-hmm. the dude who keeps cutting his arms off and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where the final the final move to get yeah. him. He just has he has this wire that he pulls out of his vest and he just chops off his head in like a second. I like to think that it's so he, unceremonious. Yeah, like I like to think it's so great. You know, it's almost funny to think that he maybe didn't kill him on purpose because he liked like He's, hurting him over and over again. Yeah. Um, and he was just done. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, nope, bye. Yeah, and you it's know? like and what that yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, what that says is that he could have killed him any time. Yeah, but he's just him but he's just like you know what like you're, my mercy you're, is 
gone. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, there's the whole thing where, um, he's like, hey, thanks for your shades. Like, he took his, you know, his iconic shades and, like, was wearing them around like a douchebag. Yeah. And then, the you know, as soon as he kills him, he catches his <laughs> in midair, and once the glasses are on, everyone is fucking dead. Ex- you oh, know, yeah. like, everyone, everyone yeah. in this building is gonna die. So, yeah, and he just, he just wails on people, and, you know, eventually gets his sword. Is that cool moment when he's, he's running up to fight Frost. Naruto run! He's got that sword behind him, which I have said that apparently <laughs> apparently it was apparently proper proper swordsmanship that you if you're running you put the sword behind you because you could fall on it take note and so it's like a safe way i know it's because five minutes um five minutes dan it's go the, dan it's the safe way to um uh to run with it mm-hmm. um but yeah and then he, he 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 fights with uh deacon and he can't kill him uh, with a sword because he's like got like he, gel super you're just he's like made of blood or like yeah. blood yeah you know, he's made of this super super blood and but that's when Karen's uh you know uh explosive ex- super stuff yeah comes into play and he blows him the fuck up yeah. which I gotta say when he first when he hits those two that he fights in the first hand he, it's ugly he's, yeah he stabs them like one in the chest and one in the fucking eye mm-hmm. and it's it's horrendous it's these these horrible like they, their bloods their heads swell up and they get bright red and then they just explode yeah um like yeah big tumors that just kind of bubble and bubble and bubble and then boom get, yeah yeah it's great um but yeah this i don't know this i think this movie holds up as an action movie i think i think it's a i think it's a f- awesome vampire movie mm-hmm. it's a great superhero movie mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's an, an artifact of the nineties, but it's like an emblematic of like, this is like an awesome example of, of, really of, of a film yeah. made of this era. Great, uh, great practical, a lot of great practical effects, including Pearl as disgusting as Pearl was. Yeah. That's a real, that's all prosthetics in a suit and it's disgusting. It kind of reminds a, me of, uh, like the, the weird troll thing in uh, Hellboy. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, but, like, it also, but like you know, yeah, great... Del Toro vibes. Great stunts, uh, mm-hmm. great martial arts, especially from Wesley Snipes, but, like, the whole stunt tr- crew and all the actors there is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's genuinely cre- really creepy moments. Yeah. Um, so I think that works from, like, the, the gothic, like, horror aspect. Um, and I think it's got some cool things to say, and especially about, like, you know, the you know about family you know like like, like who your loyalties are um about like, race of course. about race mm-hmm. about you know like you know you know finding your allies mm-hmm. but you know the, to the uh yeah i think it's uh a fantastic fantastic film. and your star rating star rating i mean it's five stars for me i really it's love five it stars. i love it this is a the five a five star vampire movie yeah yeah for sure yeah i rec i I think everybody should see it everyone should see blade and you said that the second one is better i think the second one's better oh my god directed by guillermo del toro directed by guillermo del toro yep Ah! see oh man and what i what i love okay so the last thing i'll say about blade we have two minutes i know the last thing i'll say about blade is i love how it ends and that it basically it, it ends to he, me, he carries on. He carries on, and he and I love that like you know it shows Moscow. But the scene, the thing I really like about that scene, and it's so small, but it's that it's showing what I would say is a traditional 
like vampire scene. It's this gothic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. This this guy's you know Snowy this charm this, this charming handsome man's the taking this kind of wa- yeah is walking yeah. this woman alone on the street, and then you know it seems like it's affectionate, and then all of a sudden he turns into this animal and is about to attack her, mm-hmm. but then our hero arrives. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's just yeah, it's super endearing. What do you what do you say? Star rating? Um um uh I'd say four and a half to five. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, okay, um, uh, um, you've been listening to We Watch Vampire Movies, and follow our Instagram at We Watch Vampire Movies (laughs) for fabulous prizes. We're giving away a car and a water slide. Don't lie to these people. Just tell them to follow us. A car and a water slide. Don't have to lie. And, um, all the Funko Pop figurines, the stupid Funko Pop figurines that you can lay your hands on. Oh my goodness. In a pool. That's not fair. (laughs) In a pool. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Don't get sucked. Don't suck.